wonderful, wonderful. I tell you, I was talking to my wife earlier. I used to preach nine times a week. There ain't that many days in a week. <laughs> Pastor in three churches at the same time. Four services on Sunday. Had Monday off, and Monday was to, for preparation for the week to come. So two services on Sunday's piece of cake. I feel, I feel like I didn't even preach this morning. And, 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 and those of you that were here, uh, that was about two hours and something, wasn't it? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you, guys. Hallelujah. Just excited about the day we're living in. Thrilling to be alive at this time. I've heard some people say, well, imagine what it was like being back there when Jesus did this and Jesus did that. Well, Jesus is still doing this. He's still doing that. Amen. When I got born again, I came across John 14, 12. Where Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me in the works that I do, shall he do also in greater works than these shall he do. Because I'm going to the Father. And you know, there were two of my friends growing up that never got off into drugs and alcohol like I did. They, they, they stayed with God. And, uh, you know, they never got locked up 20 times like I did. They never uh, got into any kind of trouble. Uh, and so I called them up. And I said, hey, guys, I, I got saved. They said, you did? I said, yeah, won't you come out the house? Now, see, I'm thinking when they come out to the house, we're going to have church. <laughs> and I just had found that scripture, John 14, 12. So I had my Bible open, and I already had it highlighted, stars and exclamation point beside it, and arrows and everything else. <laughs> You know how you do. Yes, sir. At least that's how I do. And uh, they came over there, and uh, I said, look, guys, I, I, was, I was bringing in the Word this morning, and uh, I discovered this verse. And I read it to them. And they looked at each other, and they looked at me and said, uh, Philip, what do you think that means? I said, well, I think it means that uh, Jesus, you know, he blind eyes opened up, deaf ears opened up, crippled got up, walked, dead were raised, you know, leprosy was healed, and, 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 and they started laughing at me. Now, so you got to understand, I've only been born again about three or four weeks, right? And they said, Philip, that's not what that means. You can't take what the Bible uh, means literally. It has a spiritual context to it. And they began to pour religion on me. And all of a sudden, where I was just so excited that maybe someday if I would be get my believer up, I would see blind eyes open up. I'd see deaf ears open up. I'd see the kingdom of God advance, right? And after they left, God said, what's the matter, Philip? I said, well... Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. I, 
I was reading your, your word, and I thought that that scripture meant that uh, we're supposed to do the same thing as Jesus and, and, and even more because it was just one of him, and there are a bunch of us, and I just, I just thought it was that. And he said, Philip, it is that. And I, and I had to cut myself off of friends like that. Come on now. And it would just be a few years later that seven blind people in one meeting would get their eyesight. It'd be just another year after that that 15 deaf people in a row, would God would pop their ears open. Hey! See? Got any believers in the house? I believe, I, I believe some miracles could happen tonight. That ain't no miracle affirmation. That's just, that was a religious, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, me too, me too. No, I'm looking for some believers tonight. Come on now. I'm looking for some believers. <laughs> I, sh I shared this morning how the Lord a few weeks ago began to speak to me about 2019 and how that he was telling me that we can pull prophetic age into the now. And I brought out how Alberta wanted that expensive coat. And, and it was a few months before her birthday. And she said, honey, would you buy that for me now for my birthday a few months ahead? She was pulling from her birthday that was a few months away into the now. Of course, I told her, no, I wouldn't do that. I'll buy it for you now, and I'll get you something for your birthday when birthday comes around. And all the women said, yeah, I got the ladies with me tonight anyhow. Come on, ladies. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so we found out, not going into it deep, we found out that 2000, and I understand God has prophetic voices and he takes these different uh, things that God places in, in prophetic voices and makes a prophetic bouquet out of it. He'll speak one thing to Pastor Hodge. Give Pastor Hodge a big hand, by the way. Yes, speak another thing to Pastor Jonathan. And it's not going to, uh, what I'm saying is not overriding what God places in their heart. It makes a bouquet. And you understand what I'm saying? But the Lord told me 2019 is the year of visitation. And I shared with that this morning in detail. I mean in detail. And if you wasn't here, you can go online and get that. And I want to welcome all the Faith Victory Church people. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're, they're watching tonight. And uh, I want to give you insight into the year 2020. Now, I remember when Kenneth Hagin prophesied 
about the next five years that would happen way back yonder. And all of us were looking at each other, you know, and he's prophesying about, I think it was 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005. See? And uh, you say, well, uh, Jesus is coming. I know. He took me to heaven and told, told me that himself. Hello? But there's some things that have to be accomplished before that. The restoration of all things. And several years ago, the Lord began to speak to me about 2020. And uh, I was like, what? You know, because in my mind, we wouldn't even be here in 2020. Right? You know? And... uh, now we're just two years away from 2020, see? And tonight, I want to share with you. Now, remember uh, what I said this morning and what uh, Pastor Jonathan said, how things that uh, are being prophesied, like when I used to prophesy when I was younger, it would be about two years before it would happen, see? But now, because of the crunching of time and because of our earnest earnestness of the spirit we can pull jesus is the same yesterday today and forever we can pull what is to be into here the bible says days of heaven on earth now see you can wait and go to heaven or you can pull heaven right into here see so why would God have me come to St. Petersburg and be talking about 2019 and 2020, see? Not to mention it's your 20th anniversary. Right? So, I want you to go to 2 Chronicles 2020. Second <laughs> Chronicles 2020. Oh, we're going to get in some stuff. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you it will not return void, but it will accomplish that thing whereinto it's been sent. I thank you, Lord, for everyone hearing, this, hearing these words. Here, there, wherever, Lord God, and whenever, that they pierce their hearts with the understanding of what you are doing and want to do in each one of our lives. Lord, you gifted us and you called us for a specific purpose. And I thank you, Lord God, that your kingdom advances through this word in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. Second Chronicles 2020, you, you know it well, especially the, first, or the last half of that verse. But you're going to hear it like you ain't never heard it. And they rose early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Now, it says here, Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. 
Now, established is a powerful word. It means you're stable. It means you're finally at a place of stability. You're established and you can't be moved. Come on now. You have a company that's been established in 2017. Well, they might put that on their sign, but you know, the, the, the company down the block that's been established in 1937 and they're selling the same product, you probably... Come on now. Come on now. Because you see how they've been established. It's called an establishment. And the Lord, right here it says, believe in the Lord your God, and so shall you be established. Well, you can't believe. It didn't say believe that there's a God. Well, I believe there's a God. It didn't say to believe that there's a God. It says, believe in the Lord your God. Look what it says. Believe in the Lord your God. So you got to know that your God is your Lord. And you can't believe that your God is your Lord if you don't know what your Lord is saying. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? And most believers are born again and attend a church sometimes, some, in some fashion, but they don't know what that book says. And even though they called Jesus their Lord, if the Lord was, was to tell them to do something, they ain't going to do it. So to believe in the Lord, your God, to be established, you got to know what the Word says. It's got to be rightly divided. Not what Grandma said. We love Grandma. We love Grandma. Come on now, but some of what Grandma said ain't right. Well, God works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. God always answers me, sometimes no. We love Grandma's cooking. We love Grandma's hugging. We love Grandma's kissing. But some of that stuff got to go. And if you could hear grandma out of heaven right now, she'd be saying, uh, all that stuff I said. <laughs> Are y'all ready for this tonight? So to be established in your God, you got to be a word action person. Come on now. To be established. You have to be a word action. Not just a word quoter. Telling everybody else how they're supposed to do it. Come on now. You got to be a doer of the word. Not a hearer only. Jesus said, he that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Come on now. 
what happens? There's a foundation there. You are never established without a firm foundation. We're pouring concrete in Kentucky. Yeah, we are. And where we're building that addition, that sanctuary will seat 550 people. And we're, 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 we're the uh, 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 addition goes, solid rock on one half of it. Solid rock. Solid rock. And so we had uh, my guys out there with a little bobcat. Y'all know what a bobcat is? We had a little bobcat, and it had a little jackhammer on the end of it. And, man, I tell you what, them guys, Pastor Eric was out there. And uh, they, they out there, and, and they're going at it. Praise the Lord. And about two hours later, they're gone about 18 inches. I'm talking about just three foot wide, 12 inches deep. They only gone about that far. And it became apparent that we need more power. Now, we could eventually get there. But we're going to run out of valuable time. So we brought in the big hammer. Right? And it still took them two days to get through that. But I tell you what, that church building ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and in one corner, in one corner is 13 feet down till you hit that bedrock. Up here, it's solid bedrock. Over here, it's 13 feet before you hit the bedrock. And so they tell us, you know what you got to do? I said, what do we got to do? You got to connect to the bedrock. You don't want one building side of the building on the rock and the other part not on the rock. I was working on a log cabin one time years ago and uh, when I was doing these little odd jobs and it's a, a very nice log cabin and uh, the lady that owned it wanted me to put a floor in in this addition that she'd put on that log cabin. So when I went out there and, and moved things around, there, there, there was a slab. And, wait a minute, the slab stopped. And all this was dirt. This beautiful log cabin addition, this part had a slab underneath it, and all of a sudden, they stopped. And it's, and it's laying on dirt. And I called the lady of the log cabin out there. And I said, uh, ma'am, you don't want me to put flooring down right here. She said, uh, why not? I said, it's dirt. Your, your logs on the outside wall, they laid it on dirt. She said, she said uh, why would anyone do that? I said, they're stupid. That's why they did that. <laughs> now watch this. She said, can you fix it? I said, I can fix it, but it's going to cost some time and money for you to fix that. She said, why? I said, because I got to dig out underneath that, and I got to hold the house up with jacks 
while I dig underneath that and get all that dirt out, then I got a wheelbarrow concrete in, pour it back underneath it, and then let the house back down. It would have been a whole lot easier to do it right the first time. See? And she said, do it. We did it. And so we're on that part of our sanctuary that we're building, it's 13 feet down to the solid rock. So what we have to do is they got these things they call helicals. And they're metal posts that they drill down till they hit the bedrock. And then they put a plate on top of it. And so then you pour concrete on top of that plate. So as the concrete comes on top of that plate, the concrete through that steel, which each one of these are $1,000. Right? That becomes the established foundation. You understanding? You understanding? But guess what? When people walk in that sanctuary, when it's done, they ain't going to see none of that. They ain't going to see that. They'll see the nice carpet. They'll see the marble up there on the platform. They'll, see, they'll, they'll look around and, and see all, you know, all the RVN band up there jamming and all that. They'll see all that and they say, whoo, isn't this nice? Yeah. Just like when they see you driving your nice car, living in your nice house, no more pain in your body, and they don't see where you spent those times fasting and praying, quoting the word, sowing seed, rebuking the devil, Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. See? See? We're going somewhere tonight. <laughs> I feel my helper in here. <laughs> Ooh, let me just enjoy that for a moment. I just got a fresh shot a while ago. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to heaven. Ask the Lord to give you a fresh shot. <laughs> okay, now watch this. You're not going to be able to believe in the Lord your God by yourself. You are not going to get to the place where God wants you without voices speaking into your life. See, the me and Jesus only crowd don't want to hear that. I don't need no church. I don't need none of that. It's me and Jesus. I got my own Bible. I can read all that. See? See, I know how this thing works, so don't look at me like that. I come in this, I come in this town rich. I come in this town healed. I come in this town with no marital problems. Got a thriving church. So don't look at me like. Now watch this, because you're going to see some things tonight you ain't never seen before. 
But you have to have voices. God sent voices. There are many voices. But God still has clean voices in the land. Now, to believe in the Lord your God, to be established, you're going to have to have a word-teaching pastor. You're going to have to have that constant voice speaking, 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 speaking that word in due season, Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, special services after special services. You, you're going to have to have that constant voice. That is the most important voice that you have. But yet you, you, got, you got people that are running after all these traveling ministries and so on and so forth because they, they see them on TV and they, they, they got an arena filled up. And, they, and, 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 and so they'll, they'll, they'll fly all the way to California to be in one of those meetings thinking that they're going to hear something that their pastor, while they're gone, just, I mean, just had their answer right there. I guarantee you, these pastors will tell you what I'm about to say is right. That they've had counseling sessions where the person that came in didn't, wasn't in church. And the very thing that you preached on that they weren't in church for was there, am I, telling, am I saying it right? Am I saying it right? But they too busy fishing on their boat. Then they think you're going to have some magic wand, you know, in your office. <laughs> oh, man, we better. I said I wasn't going to preach two hours. We got to get going here. Now, watch this. Believe in the Lord your God. You cannot believe in the Lord your God without being taught the word of God. It's impossible. Just got a message before we come to church tonight. A lady and her husband, Baptist, came to our church probably 20 years ago. Walked in our church. Holy Ghost was moving. I called them out. Power of God hit them. They ain't never been out on the power in their life. And I'm talking about out on the power. I ain't talking about no courtesy drop. Out on the power. Y'all know what a courtesy drop is. <laughs> and they're shaking under the power of God. Right? Just got a message. Just told Mom Alberta before we came over here. That message says this. I believe in prayer. Please pray that this sickness gets out of our household. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not, the Bible don't say believe in, 
in, in prayer, it says when you pray, believe. Yeah. When you pray, you pray in faith. See, that's the problem. Oh, God, please. Please, God, apply. Oh, my fever. Oh, my stomach, my throat. Uh, all that. I believe in prayer. They had the opportunity 20 years ago. They went right back to their Baptist mess. Marched right out after being touched like that. Marched right out of there. And he, he would go around town saying, I ain't, ne- I ain't never heard anybody preach the word like Pastor Philip. But yet, they sick tonight in their house. But they believe in prayer. Hello. See? So you cannot believe in the Lord your God apart from this word and you cannot believe in this word apart from your pastor you better get that this ain't no social club i had a lady come up to me we come home from a meeting she come up to me and she said uh pastor the lord spoke to me i said well what'd he say he said i've he said that i've learned all i can learn underneath you i said you heard right See ya. Have you heard exactly right? She marched right out of there. Marriage fell apart. It just everything just went to hell. See, see, see. Yes, sir. Now, it says, "Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established." Believe. It don't say believe prophets. I got to say something right there now. It doesn't say believe prophets. It says believe his prophets. Jezebel had prophets. Had a whole lot of them. Me and my, me and my, me and my wife. That's how, we say it, that's how I say it in Kentucky. Me and my wife. My wife and I. We were, we were, we were up. <laughs> Articulate. <laughs> we were, we were on vacation in Niagara Falls, and uh, it was our first time there. And uh, this couple came over to the cottage that we were staying in, and they said, "Come on, go with us." I said, "Where are you going?" Uh, 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 about 40 miles over here. Now, see, I don't want to go nowhere. See, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here till Thursday. Then we go over to Daytona, and me and, me and the band, we got three concerts over there with the uh, McNulty's, uh, T.L. Osborne's right-hand people. And so uh, the next few days, I'm going to be writing songs. I just wrote a song the other uh, the other day called side by side see and uh i don't want i don't want i don't want to go nowhere i don't want to see bush gardens <laughs> I, i'm sure it's beautiful we're sitting there we're right on the beach 
My wife tried to, would you please go, I ain't going to that beach. I'm right in here in the air conditioning, got my Bible, got my guitar. And I ain't want nothing on that beach. I look at it. You down there, I'm up here. Right? And so they said, hey, uh, there's this uh, uh, prophet uh, over here. And uh, he, gi- he giving everybody a word. Everybody that comes is going to get a word. I said, everybody that comes is going to get a word. Everybody, we're going to go get our word. I said, I ain't going over there. I got a word. From that was the same year God took me to heaven. See? And uh, I said, no, 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 uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, going there. Excuse me, it was a year before I went to heaven. I'm not going there. So we stayed home. They come back the next day, all excited. They done wrote it down. Look at this word. I said, wow, what a word. Yeah, isn't that great? It's great. Wonderful. Oh, and it bore witness. Beautiful. I saw these people just a month or so ago. They still wandering around. See, when you're chasing a word, a prophetic word, and you haven't been established in the word, listen to me, God's not going to be bringing you a prophetic word if you're not established in the word. He'll use a prophetic word to get you to a place where you'll be established in the word. But as far as destiny being revealed in uh, 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 certain seasons of change, being directed into your life that's not happening if you're not being established because his prophets are not going to contradict his pastors right right hey i've been pastoring for 25 years Right? And you know, we got people come in. Hey, I got a word, Pastor. Really? What was it? And it contradicts what the Word of God says. Now, understand it says, believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Prosper. 2020. Is a year of vision. Vision in manifestation. Vision in manifestation. You know you can see 2020. You know you know what 2020 vision is? It means 20 feet away. You're able to see. Without any aid. You put something 20 feet away. And if you can read that or see it clearly, whatever the image is, 
They call that 2020 vision. That's what it is. Right? Well, here we are in 2 Chronicles 2020. Come on now. <laughs> and this is how you see clearly what God has destined you and called you to do. You got to be established in the Word. Then, then believe His. How are you going to know it's His prophet? I mean, Elijah has to come in and say, hey, what's wrong with y'all? How long halt you between two opinions? So what's wrong with this picture? See, get some Jezebel coming around who, who seduces my people. Come on now. Teaching things that aren't, con you know, the Bible says the Spirit speaks expressly in the latter days, latter times, some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of, of, of devils. So there'll be false prophets that'll say, yay, yay, yay. Thus saith the Lord. See, and if you're not established in the word of God and you're just a prophecy chaser, you're just running over here, get a word. You know, we were, we were in a meeting. We were in a meeting. My goodness. We're in this meeting, and we're sitting like this right here. Matter of fact, the guy, the guy was on my right was a black brother, black friend of mine. And my wife's right here. And there's this prophet up there, and he's ministering. And he's calling people out. And he calls my, my, my black uh, friend out, gives him a word, and it, I mean, it's spot on. And I'm thinking, praise God. And then he, he points that, that out at Mama Alberta, gives her a word. Now, I know Mama Alberta, and it's right on. I'm thinking, oh, glory to God, I'm next. Come on. And he goes over the other side of the church. I said, what's up with that, Lord? He said, Philip, you're hearing me right now. If I got anything to say to you, I say it myself. I said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We were in a prayer meeting. We were in a prayer meeting. And uh, the leader of that prayer meeting, at the end, uh, he, 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 he sat down on the altar and started calling every one of us out and uh, saying, the Lord showed me this about you. Lord showed me that. And I mean, just pow, pow. And, and, uh, and there I am. <laughs> Save the best wine to last. Yeah. And went through everybody. And then I, I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. And he said, Philip, uh, the Lord said this about you. I said, what? He said, he knows that you know where you're going. <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> Thanks. Oh, I value my ear to hear God. I value it. But 
it says here now. Believe in the Lord your God. And you can't do that without believing the word and having a pastor voice the word. Believe his prophets. His prophets. And the only way you can believe his prophets is know that what's being prophesied does not contradict what that word says. God not telling you to get in your car and drive down Central Avenue at 90 mile an hour to test your faith. Oh, no, I know. I know he told me that. No, 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 I heard him. You heard something. Yeah, you heard something. But it wasn't God. See? See? Hallelujah. I took the band. I took the band. We were invited down to this church. And uh, I felt obligated to go. We kept, I left all the wives at home. Glad we did. Got there and this so-called prophet gets up and just, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm sitting in a place where I can watch my guys. I'm kind of happy because now they're seeing firsthand what I what I talked about out of the pulpit. And this guy's just off in left field, just ain't got a clue, right? And I'm watching him, and I'm waiting for a way of escape to get out of this meeting. And finally, when we got out of there, the guys are like, man, I'm glad to get out of there, Pastor. I said, now you know. But see, if they didn't know the word, because this guy could talk. This guy, this guy was able to, uh, to it, it seemed like there was an anointing there. You understand what I'm saying? So how many of you want to prosper? I'm going to show you tonight. Now, so we see here. That Second Chronicles twenty twenty is more than just you know believing in your God you know and believe His prophets you know that there's more to being established than than uh, you know being a church you know coming to church on Easter and Christmas, right? So we're going to back up in this because let me say this. Prophets will always build upon an established word. They're not going to tear a word down. They're going to build upon established word. Now you better hear this. And that's why God's prophetic voices become word. Because it's in line with the word. I'm not talking about it becomes the word as, as we're, we're adding pages to the Bible. But there'll be a word given under a prophetic anointing that will brand your spirit. That is not actually for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But it'll be something like it's your prime time. Yeah. 
You understand what I'm saying? And that word brands you, right? And all of a sudden it becomes a part. And see, the reason it can brand your spirit is because you're established in the word. So a prophetic voice then becomes the word of the Lord. You following this? You following that? See? Now, that's why you got to know who's ministering to you. All right. Now, let's back up now and see what's going on here in this chapter. Verse 1. It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab, the children of Ammon, and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Pastor Jehoshaphat to battle. I'm uncertain pastor, but this is the leader. He's the king. This is the leadership of these people. And because he's the leader, God knows that the battle is coming at leadership. Because if he can get leadership all messed up, then he's going to have the people. Smite the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Right? Now watch this. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, uh, There comes a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria. And behold, they be in Hesiton Tamar, which is Enjadai. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout his whole congregation. Now watch this. Watch this now. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Now, you, you need to understand, Jehoshaphat gets an evil tiding. There's battle coming against. Right? But because Jehoshaphat is established... In the Word. I'm going to show it to you. Because he's established in the Word, he conducts himself accordingly. This is huge. If, if, if Jehoshaphat is not established in the Word, then he's going to be thinking, uh, how many chariots we got? Uh, uh, maybe we can send some money over to that king and get him to help us. Let's cut the silver and gold out of the temple and give it to him and try to appease them like other kings did. But he's established. He's established. Watch what an established pastor does when battle comes. And watch how God responds and the people respond. There's four voices that will bring you into your abundance of prosperity. The first voice is the established word, God's word himself. The second voice
is the pastor's voice. The third voice is the prophetic voice. And the fourth voice is your voice. We could dismiss right there. See? And when you try to use your voice without God's voice, without your pastor's voice, and without a prophetic voice, no wonder ain't no mountain getting moved or nothing happening. That's why it's so important to be connected to a local church where the Word of God is being preached and proclaimed, where prophets are... And now watch this. Watch this. You're fortunate that you have a prophet for a pastor. I mean, come on. Not all pastors are prophets. Some are pastor evangelists. Some are pastor teachers. Some are pastor apostles. Right? But you got a prophet in here. He teaches prophetically. He, he, he proclaims prophetically. Come on now. But there's different, there's different operations of, of prophet operation. See? Different administrations. Now let's watch this. Verse 5. We understand there's a big battle coming on. And Jehoshaphat stood. Now, now watch this. He's a king. Bring my throne. Let me sit down here. No, no, no. He stood. Why? Because he's standing in front of God. He presents himself with his people. On behalf of his people. Follow this now. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of of the Lord. Don't, don't tell me, don't tell me God ain't into uh, uh, church houses. Thank you. Come on. Come That's on. right. That's right. Come on. Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, now here comes a voice. Here comes the pastor's voice. Now how can he say what he's about to say if God's voice had not been understood and spoke into him. He's about to speak what this word says. Did you hear what I said? He's about to speak what this word says. Look what he says. Verse 6. And he said, O Lord God of our fathers, are not you God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thy hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Isn't that who you are? He begins to magnify who God is, not the battle. 
the kind of leadership, that's the kind of voice you want over your life. You come in here and that problem is trying to magnify you and your pastor's trying to tell you to laugh. He's trying to tell you to rejoice. He's telling you call those things would be not as though they were. Somebody shout in here. No man in the midst of a battle of this magnitude could say what he's saying with the enemy closing in unless you know you're established in the Word of God and that no weapon, it's a covenant right, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue of judgment that rises up against you, I will condemn it. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and my righteousness is of him. Come on now. You can't do that. You going thank God for John 3:16. But you going to need more than John 3:16. When the enemy closing in. Should I stop? No. <laughs> Where's an anointing in here tonight? Hallelujah. You going to get your stuff? <laughs> O oh Lord God of the fathers, are not you God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thy hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Are you not our God, who did drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gave it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? And he bringing covenant in him. Friend is a covenant term. You can't do that. You can't do that if you don't know what this says. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> I done preached this thing about 10 times to myself already. Verse 8, verse 7. Are you not our God who did drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the seed of Abraham? Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm the seed of Abraham. That's what Jehoshaphat is saying, and that's what you ought to be saying. If you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise? Oh, I got to loosen up in here. Hallelujah. 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 Are you not our God who did drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel? 
and gave it to the seed of Abraham, your friend, forever. And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, saying, saying they built this sanctuary, saying something. If when evil comes upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for your name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then you will hear and help. Where's he getting that from? Solomon, when he built the... If you back up in 2 Chronicles, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Somebody shout in here. But if you read 2 Chronicles 6, you'll see how all that got established. How Solomon said. Solomon was praying that. He was saying, hey, if you'll, put, if you'll do this, do this, let, let this house be this place. That no matter what comes against us, if we'll come in here where you put your name. Come on now. It's just saying any house. It's the house of God. Got your name on it. He magnifies God, then he reminds God of his word. Now, he goes all through this history lesson. And then in verse 10, he says, and now. We got a and now problem here, God. I said all that. I'm established in all that. I believe you're the Lord my God. And I said all that to bring us to this now. Ah, my God, I feel God in here. See, when you're established in the word, and that battle comes. And you got voice, the proper voice is speaking to you. You can bring what God has said and what he, the words in due season, and you can bring that all the way into the now. <laughs> Woo! I'm happy. And now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab. God already knows they're there. He already knows they're there. He already knows they're there. And you know, if Pastor Jehoshaphat hadn't done what he's doing, and if the people didn't listen when he began to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast, 
everyone joined in. That shows you the value that they had on Jehoshaphat's voice. Because they knew Jehoshaphat was leading them in line with God's word. So when their leader, who's in line with God's word, proclaims a fast, well, it's my birthday. We were going out for Miami. Shut up and listen to your leadership. Do your birthday and anniversary some other time. Fasting is never at a convenient time. You know, when we feel God leading us in the fast, we look at it. Where we can squeeze that in, where it ain't going to mess with none of our parties. God told me years ago to go on a 21-day fast. I've been on, y'all know, I've been on numerous fasts, right? And my dad dies. <laughs> Moved to heaven. Right? And so, uh, the, God had told me the exact day to start, right? And so, they're bringing all this food in. You know how they do at funerals. They're bringing all this food in. And I'm, I'm thinking, well, hey. So we got this big table set up at, 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 at mom and m mom's house. And all these people are coming in. And, man, I got me a plate of food, boy. And I, and I put my fork in, and it's right here. And the Lord said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to eat. He said, I told you to go on a 21-day fast. And I said this, but my dad died. As if God didn't know that my dad was going to move to heaven. I dropped my fork. Everyone around the table, they, they thought, you know, he's, he's grieving so much he can't eat. I could eat everything on the table. It's never at a convenient time. <laughs> and now, behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. Now, how does he know that? He's established in the Word. But they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say how they reward us. To come, you better catch this. To come to cast us out of thy possession, which you had given us to inherit. Do you see what's going on here? behind the flesh and blood people that are coming. The devil wants to stop possession turning into inheritance. See? 
See? Now watch this. Oh God, will you not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that comes against us. Neither know we what to do. Now, now hang on now. He's talking about we don't know what to do from this now moment. He knows what to do in seeking the Lord and fasting and, and proclaiming what God's Word says. Now he's looking for a prophetic voice beyond what has already been said for specific direction. You seeing this? <laughs> oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that comes against us. Neither know we what to do but our eyes are upon thee. We're not looking to the bank. We're not looking to some medical breakthrough. Come on now. We're not looking for some political star. Come on now. Our eyes are upon you. And all Judah stood. Now it's not just Jehoshaphat standing. When God can get the pastors, leadership standing, and the people standing together. Come on now. Come on now. I know there's all different kinds of situations in here tonight. I know there's all different kinds of challenges. But God has connected you into this ministry for a reason. He's, and, and, and He's going to take care of these things according to the Word. As, you, as, you, as you're faithful to abide in the Word and, and, and continue in the Word and do what the Word says, you'll come out of that mess. You'll come out of it. But there's something that God wants to do corporately. There's something that, it, that, that this church has been assigned to do. There's something greater than your individual prosperity. There's something greater than your individual health. There's something greater than your individual marriage and, and your children and family. It's called the kingdom of God. And when you get into advancing the kingdom, all those other things, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all those other individual things that you need get taken care of. But see, when, when you got pressure on needing those things, it's hard to see kingdom. And that's why you got to be in where the kingdom's being preached. To get you beyond where you are. See? There's people sitting at home right now. And they're just being flooded with their situation. They're being flooded with their why me? How come? Moment. Instead of being where the anointing is. Being where the pastor's voice is, God's voice, the pastor's voice, the prophet's voice. See? See? 
Sí. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. Then, then, and now, here's our situation, Lord. And now, we've done your word. We're standing. We're fasting. We speaking out covenant words. We're all together on this thing. And our focus is on you. Then. Then. Here comes the prophetic voice. Then. See, a lot of people want the prophetic voice before doing the established word. See? I have people come up to me. You got a word for me? Yeah, I got a word for you. I don't really know that you want to hear it. See, if I got a word for you, I'm going to give it to you unless God tells me to hold on to it. See? 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We all like it. We all like it when the prophet comes and sits there and pulls us out and says, Thus saith the Lord, and, and boom, boom, boom. We all like that. Why do we like that? Because we're established in the Word as part of, as part of the kingdom uh, utterance. But when, when, do you understand you're hearing prophetically right now? You're hearing 2020 stuff that you can pull into the now? Hey! Now watch this. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeal, the son of Mattaniah, Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Uh, do we have a book of Jehaziel written anywhere? Now see, if you're not careful, well, who, this ain't no big name prophet. How come, how come it wasn't Zechariah? <laughs> come on now. Then, then came the word. Now watch this. They, ain't got, they don't have a PA system. This is a big congregation. And he said, now you better have a word of the Lord. If you in front of Pastor Jehoshaphat and all the leadership before you go, well, I think, I think, I think the Lord said, no, 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 honey, we, 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 this ain't no thinking time. This is a knowing time. See, see, you know, as you grow in in the prophetic, uh, you know, the first time the the Lord wanted to use me prophetically, we were. We, we were going to a, 
a Methodist Sunday school. There, there was a hundred people in the Methodist Sunday school, and the Methodist teacher was spirit-filled. And then after we go to Sunday school there, we would, we would uh, run over to the Assembly of God Church for service. And so uh, I'm praying uh, on a Sunday morning, and the, the Lord said, uh, Philip, uh, because at the end of that uh, Methodist Sunday school, it was a uh, time for sharing anybody got anything. And uh, uh, I said, the Lord said to me, when it's time for that sharing, I want you to stand up because there's a woman there that's been believing me for a long time for something and she's, she's, she's quitting on me. She's giving up. And I want, you to, I want you to get up and I want you to say that don't quit. God's about to honor your faith. Right? <clears throat> I was scared. We went to that, we went to that uh, Sunday school, and I didn't hear nothing that, that the lady was talking about. And at the end, she said, okay, uh, does anybody have anything to share? I froze. I didn't do nothing. We left there, went over to the Assembly of God Church, and the pastor's preaching on obeying God. Y'all laughing at me. We went back to our little farmhouse. I'm walking through the fields, just miserable. And the Lord said, Philip, look at all the crazy stuff you did for the devil. Jumping off bridges drunk. Up on top of the bar dancing with a girl on both sides and beer in each hand and joint hanging out of your mouth. And you won't give a word when I tell you to give a word. I said, God, give me another chance. Right? <laughs> so make a long story short, I said, God, if you want me to do that, because she was teaching out of First John, I said, uh, have, her, have her change it to Ezekiel. Got, got, got to that service, right? Putting out a fleece, right? I get there, and she says, you know, uh, open your Bibles to Ezekiel. I just, oh, see, I didn't hear nothing she said again. I'm, I'm froze, right? I'm froze like this right here. And then at the end, she says, anybody got anything to share? I stood up. I said, now you got to understand, I've been shot at, beat up by a motorcycle gang left for dead, OD three times, car wrecks, craziness. Are you following what I'm saying? And here I am saved, and all God wants me to do is give a word. And I'm freaking, right? And I'm like this, does anybody got anything to share? God says there's a lady here that's been believing him for five years, about to give up. God says don't give up. You're about to get what you're supposed to get. <laughs> oh 
freaked the whole place out. The lady in charge, she went, well, we can receive that, can't we? We can receive that. Anybody else? Two weeks later, we're leaving that Sunday school class. A lady comes to me. She said, you know, Methodists don't want off to the side. She said, Brother Philip, I want to thank you for that. I've been believing God for a baby for five years, and I got mad at God and told God, forget it. I ain't doing nothing. You're going to have to speak to me directly. And you stood up and said that. When you said it, I felt something come all over me. I'm like, why didn't you say something? (laughs) Hey. But fast forward, fast forward, go, go, go forward about 10 years after I'm learning how to move in this. And we got John Avanzini coming to the church and the word of the Lord comes to me, tells me something to give to brother John. I said, Jesus, you tell brother John, I am through you. You better listen. So I went to the leadership who was hosting that conference, and I said, uh, Word of the Lord came to me for Brother John. They're like, oh, boy, are you sure? I said, yeah, I'm sure. And he said, well, because we're all in the VIP room, and uh, he said, uh, give it to him." So Brother John Avanzini comes in, and he said, hey, Philip, how you doing? I'm doing good. And they're chit-chatting, and uh, I said, uh, Brother John, I was praying a while ago, and the word of the Lord came to me. Well, good, Philip, what is it? It's for you. Well, tell me. I told him. He said, pull out a cell phone. That did it. Called Africa. Cancel that right there. Thank you. Thank you, Philip. Needed that. I'm like. So he sent me a white suit. (laughs) He did. He did. But see, if I hadn't stepped over, right, you start start developing. And so here, the prophet, the prophetic came out. Now watch this. It says in verse 15, and he said, now this is the prophetic voice. Hearken ye. All Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, or stay in faith, nor dismayed. Now that, dis- that word dismayed there, don't, don't run past that. Because there's a lot of people stay in faith, but they're dismayed. They're bummed out. They're frustrated. They're aggravated. There's some people here tonight. You've been, you've been standing, 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 but deep down inside, if, if, if you'd be honest about it, you're frustrated. And it's hindering, it's hindering you prospering. You can praise, you can shout how great thou art all night long, but if it's coming out of a frustration, 
Come on now. If it's coming out being from a bummed out attitude, see, and he says, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Now, watch this. The battle was yours. The battle was yours, but because you established in the Word of God and you listening to the prophet, you shifted the battle from being your battle. Now you got God in that battle, and if God before us, come on, you see the shift. Now we're gonna get to the Valley Baraka here. Right? Now watch this. In verse one. It says that it came against Jehoshaphat to battle. In verse 15, a battle not yours, Jehoshaphat. It's, God. it's God's now. Come on. Undefeated champion of the universe. Now watch this. Here comes prophetic instruction. Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff as is. I mean, you just tell them specifics. Ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jurel. Now, God's telling them. I mean, you just got one prophetic voice saying, hey, Battle's not yours, it's God's. Stay in faith. Don't get bummed out over this. I got this. Now tomorrow, act like it. Hey! <laughs> Woo! See, we shout real good in church on Sunday. Run the aisles. Kick our shoes off and do some dancing. But tomorrow. Tomorrow, go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff to Ziz, and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. And here comes the three S's. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Jude and Jerusalem. But he says it again. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Set yourselves. Stand ye still and see. 
don't be moved off the establishment. Now, you understand what's going on here? So now, Pastor Jehoshaphat's voice. And he was voicing God's voice. Remember? So he, he, he reminded God of what God's voice had said. And then Pastor Jehoshaphat is praying with his voice. And now we got Jehaziel's voice, a prophetic voice, giving specifics on what is to happen. Right? Now watch what happens. Verse 18. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. They're believing the prophetic word. And the Levites of the children of the Gohoites and of the children of the Kohites, they stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. They're having a shouting time. Yeah. It's church time. They're in the church house. Yeah. But tomorrow, tomorrow they ain't going to be in the church house. They ain't going to have the higher desire choir. Right. <laughs> Come on now. Now, here's what goes. Now we're at verse 20. Now we're at verse 20. All of this happened. Now, you better catch this. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, and said, okay, back to Pastor, Pastor Jehoshaphat. He's the one that said, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. He knows that they just had church on Sunday night. They just had a prophetic word come out. But now it's time to act on that prophetic word. So Pastor Jehoshaphat, as the people are passing by, He's looking at him, and he's saying, now look, listen to me. I'm your pastor. I'm your pastor. We thank God for the prophetic voice. We thank God for that. But listen to me. We cannot let our believer go down. The reason we're in this place is because of what the Word says. The reason we got that prophetic direction is because God showed up. Hear me. Hear me. Now watch. Here's what he's about. To, he, he just didn't say, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophet, so shall you prosper. Look what happens. Verse 21. And when he, Jehoshaphat, had consulted with the people, he had a co consultation time. Now, this is what we're going to do. That prophetic word said, fear not. That prophetic word said, don't be bummed out. That prophetic word said to be right there, do this, do that. 
Now here's what I'm saying. You better hear me. We going that way praising God for the victory. Come on now. We're going. What? Where did he learn that from? From the word. He don't need a prophetic voice for that. But he knows people. And he says, hey, you got to listen here. See, I know those moments as a pastor myself when something is shaking in our city. Something is shaking in the realm of the spirit. And I have to get up and, and just with that uh, father voice, with that, uh, hey, I've been there I, I, and, and, I, and I came through that. And you're going to come through that message that's necessary for that moment. You know, and I can, I can feel the people come in and, and, and things are, are kind of tense. But then as that anointing and as the words come out, they just start settling in under it. And they're like, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. See? And so he said, now hear me. And he consulted with the people. Watch. He consulted with the people. He appointed singers unto the Lord and that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever uh, he, 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 he told them what to sing no don't sing whatever you think in your heart this is what you're going to sing we sing in this one I know y'all like that other one but that ain't for now we sing in this one Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear amazing grace, power in the blood, none of that. We sing in this one. So don't worship team, worship leader, don't get bummed out when Pastor Jonathan says, I want this song. He not think, yeah, well, I was praying, I didn't get that. It don't make no difference. What you got? You've been outranked. Oh, you didn't like that. You've been outranked. Oh, I can feel that in here. If you're going to go on with this thing, you better recognize that. My gang back home, they prepare whatever. But when I walk out there, that song list, it might be something they selected. A whole lot of times it ain't. And it's not because they're not as spiritual as me. It's just this is where we're going. They prayed. They did their part. They're, they're prepared. See? It's just, that's just the way the flow went. I didn't know it. Until <laughs> I got there. See? It's not like all that. So get over it. <laughs> now watch we've seen God's voice we've seen the pastor's voice we've seen the prophetic voice now your voice and when they began to sing and to praise the Lord set ambushments 
against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. They just, they just killed themselves. And when Judah came towards the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked into the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. And when Pastor Jehoshaphat and his church people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away, and they were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. Okay, let's think about this for a moment. You got these armies coming. And if you did any time in the military, you want to travel as light as possible. The last thing you want is a bunch of weight dragging around. But yet, these guys are loaded. Loaded. Right? And all of a sudden, they, all, they, they kill each other. And they all lay out there. And they come out there and say, look at, that, look at that watch. That, that looks like a Rolex. Presidential. Right? Look at, look at, that, look at that gold chain. Right? What else we got here? Next thing you know, have you ever been in the store and you just went in for a couple items? And the next thing you know, you got five or six. And you wish you'd got that little basket when you come in, but you, you're thinking you ain't going to get no more. But then, then you remembered you needed toilet paper. Right? Right? Now, I'll tell you what. I got a few jewels. They don't take up a whole lot of room. I think I could carry me a mess of it. I mean, I think I could carry in, in, in right here in my pockets enough probably to get my airplane. You understand what I'm saying? Right? But it says it's more than they could carry. This is what happens. This is what happens when you get your focus off the battle and get your focus off of what God has said. See, it took them three days in carrying away. Folks, there was not one single poor person in Judah after that day. Poverty was annihilated. 
lack was no more. Everybody had the house they wanted. Everybody had the horse and chariot they wanted. Everybody had the kitchen they wanted. Everybody had the clothes they wanted. Everybody had everything they wanted. Are we reading the Bible? I mean, why do we need this information? Just leave that, just leave that, you know, we don't need to know that, just they, they won the battle. No, 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 God wants to know. God wants you to know what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn it around for your good, this will turn for a testimony in your life. So when a battle is raging coming at you, you need to remember the voices that God has placed in your life. First, the Word of God, second, the pastor, Third, the prophet, and then use your voice. Praise the Lord for his mercy and do it forever. <laughs> Where were we? Huh, 25? And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering the spoil with so much. And on the fourth day they assembled themselves in the valley of Baraka, for there they blessed the Lord. Therefore the name of the same place was called the valley of Baraka unto this day. Then they returned Every man of Judah and Jerusalem, Jehoshaphat, in the forefront of them to go again to Jerusalem with joy. For the Lord hath made them to rejoice over their enemies. You know what that looked like to everyone else? Like Jehoshaphat and all of his people were all that. Look at it. And they came to Jerusalem with psaltering harps and trumpets into the house of the Lord. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest round about. 2020. Vision and manifestation. This is not a time... To leave the Word of God. This is not a time to leave your pastor. This is not a time to say, well, that prophecy, all that. Those prophecies that went before you that you by them might war a good warfare. I remember one time we were at Norville Hayes, Grandpa Hayes. He just recently moved to heaven. And uh, uh, Dr. Elaine Homer was there. That would be my first time meeting her. She called me out. She called me out and came back, grabbed my hand, and, and took me up on the platform. Now, what is this crazy woman doing? She don't know who she is. I don't know her. She, she, she don't know who she got a hold of. She, I'm, about ready, I'm about ready to jerk away. I'm just what I'm thinking, right? And, and uh, she begins to prophesy. I'm thinking, <laughs> right, right, sure, mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I just stood up there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And she said, okay, be seated. So I went and sat down. Every single thing 
she prophesied has come to pass. Fast forward to two years ago, we're sitting in Longhorn with just me, my wife, and Dr. Elaine. And the spirit of prophecy falls on her. And we must have been in her three, maybe four hours when she told me what was about to happen. And she allowed me to ask her questions on how the gifts of the Spirit worked in her life and about all the men that she traveled with, those great healing evangelists back when she was 12, 13 years old when she'd sing on. I mean, people would just, what, 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 money can't buy that. But this time, I'm receiving that in Jesus' name. See? 2019, the year of visitation, we're pulling it into the now. 2020, vision and manifestation. We're pulling it into the now. Are you hearing it? Yes, sir. Four voices. God's voice, His Word. Your pastor's voice. Prophet's voice. And your voice. Those four voices should be in harmony. Four-part harmony. All singing the same melody. Come on now. Moving in the same direction. Did you see that? Did you get anything out of that? Let me have uh, some music up there on the keyboard, please. Glory to God. When I said, be not dismayed, frustration, bummed out, can you receive a freshness in your spirit tonight? For those of you that You've been fighting that. You know what the book says. Got the hallelujah smile on. But down inside, you're frustrated. Come on now. Can you believe that tonight that could end? Could you believe that? I can believe that. I believe God wants that. See? The last thing He wants you is shouting and amen in the Word of God and you're frustrated. 
You're dismayed. See, I understand there are times that a particular season can be long. And that it seems like it ain't never, ever going to change. But what you don't understand is it's, it's changing the whole time. The whole time it seems like it's not changing. It's changing. As long, you know, that's wonderful that you've got to that place where, well, I ain't going to quit. We were in the Marshall Islands, and I tell you what, those outer islands, is a, it's a test. And Mom Alberta, after being out on about six, nine of those islands, he said, she said, you know what? You go, you go. I said, no, God didn't send me by myself, and I'm not leaving you here on this island by yourself. She said, I don't want to go out there. And I told her this. I said, you can either get on the horse and ride behind me or get drugged behind the horse. But you're going. I mean, it was, it was, it was a uh, extreme situation out there. See? She got up and behind me and here we went and finished those 18 outer islands frustration is something that the enemy uses and it's like it, it, it digs at you gets down in there and even though you know yeah, Pastor uh, Jonathan comes in here and, and gives a good report uh, and you're, you're clapping about it but down inside, there's just this yuck. And you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, it's, you know, you know that uh, that ain't right, right? And, you know, you, you try not to think about it, but it never, ever goes, goes. See? I believe it can end tonight. I believe that frustration over that child can end tonight. I believe that frustration over those bills can end tonight. That frustration over that relationship can end tonight. That, that frustration of where am I going? What am I supposed to do? See? But you're going to have to set yourself. And you're going to have to stand and see the salvation of the Lord. See? I've been frustrated before. But I couldn't stay there. I can't hear God in a frustrated way. It messes with my reception. You know on that cell phone, can you hear me now? Right? But there's some good things on the horizon for this ministry. Powerful. 
powerful. See? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost here a little bit. Marrendi be bonderista de brebedete. Marri be brondi be braba carri be brodebregate. Marraba bonderista de brebe bocorbrite. Marraba botoro bocorbrite. Marri be bonderbrite. If you're here tonight and you've been frustrated and you say, okay, Pastor Philip, this is my night. I'm going to set myself. I'm going to stand. I'm going to see the salvation. This battle that's been raging against me. I haven't left. I haven't left what God's Word says. I haven't left what my pastor has said. And I'm going to believe this prophetic voice. And I'm going to set myself. And I'm not going to. I'm, this, this frustration ends tonight. And I'm not going to give it any place tomorrow. I'm going to keep my praise going. I'm going to keep my song going. If that's you tonight and you've been walking through some frustration, come here. Come here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, this ain't magic. You're just answering a prophetic altar call with the understanding that tomorrow any frustration symptom that tries to raise its ugly head, you're going to sit there and say, Hell no. I ain't cussing. It's coming from hell. And you're going to say, uh-uh, hell. That ain't coming here. Some of you, some of you, you've been frustrated way too long. It's been robbing you of what God has for you. See? See? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God didn't bring you all this way for you to be frustrated. God didn't bring you all this way for you to be bummed out. See? But I understand it. Been there. Probably not as long as you may have been there. Because I can't stay there any more than a couple days and I, I got to shake out of it. See? See? So again, this ain't magic. When I lay my hands on you, I'm believing that that's marking you to be frustration-free. And then you're going to take it from there. Come on now. And you ain't going to let it penetrate ever again. 
because he'll try to jump on you before you get back to that chair. And if, you, and if you're not careful, frustration will turn into oppression. Oppression will turn into depression. And then there you are, shouting at church. And you're just becoming one of those full gospel religious people. And then when you see somebody down and out, isn't it something how you giving them all the answers? And you frustrated. And you telling them, yeah, hallelujah. Joy of the Lord's your strength. And you all bummed out. See? See? Glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see your precious people here tonight. Lord, you see the battle that has come against them. I just believe that these are word people. That they know the voice of your word. I just believe these are pastored people that know the voice of their pastor. And I believe they're hearkening unto the voice of the prophet tonight in coming forward. And as I lay my hands upon them, Lord, the anointing, however the frustration got in, however the disappointment entered, however this discouragement that tried to hold them back from their valley of Baraka, their valley of blessing. They're the seed of Abraham, Lord. They're in this house. And I lay my hands on them in obedience to your spirit. And I decree a fresh touch. Power on you, Jesus' name. Power on you, Jesus' name. Power on you, Jesus' name. lives are too important power Jesus mighty name power in the name of Jesus makabasata power Jesus name power in the name of Jesus power in Jesus mighty name makaribe bondabasata Makarebe bon de shiba robaka. Mabrebe bon de shiba bokota. Muramastala rabakata.
set her down. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Power! Hallelujah! Ma caprende beste bibeke. Me brende bibonda basaba baka. Maroboko baka yabakita. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands to heaven. Power. Master Touch, Master. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands to heaven. Power! Power! Jesus. Makaraba sababa koya. Mabon de beche. Daylight's coming. Yep, daylight's coming. I see a new day dawning in your life, girl. A new day dawn in your life. Been cloudy for a while. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Power! In Jesus' name. Power! In Jesus' name. Glory, 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 glory. Power. Jesus' name. 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 Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Master. That's the Holy Ghost on you, son. Thank you. Power on you, Jesus' name. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Power! Makarebeshtondide. Mabrebe bonde bribasa, maroboko batala rabake, mabrende be bonde basi, mabrende be bonde berito bakala rabasa, mabrende ostorende makarito matelarinde, mabondo bosoto, ambushments. Ambushments. Power. 
it's gonna be all right. You hear me? It's gonna be all right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Power on you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands to heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Power in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. What's in your prayer for? Touch, Lord. Touch, Lord. Touch, Lord. Thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody's being healed in your joints. You just had stiff joints, aches and pains in your joints. Don't don't buy into this that you're getting arthritis. Don't buy into it that you're getting old. Don't buy into it that this is just my trick knee or all that. God's healing joints, ankles, knees, hips, elbows, shoulders. Start moving around your back. God's healing joints all through this place right now. Right now as I speak, joints are being healed. Do what you couldn't do before. I'm telling you, joints are being healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who can tell a difference right now? What happened? Okay. <laughs> what happened? Gone. Who else? Who else? What happened? Uh-huh. 
Praise God. Who else? Who else? Yes. See how walking over there. Who else in here? Yes. He's all gone. Somebody give God praise. Who else? Who else in here? Who else in here? Yes. And just now. <laughs> Who else? Who else? Yes. Anyone else know? Didn't feel anything. Ain't <laughs> feeling anything. Anyone else? See, that's better than sitting in the waiting room filling out all that paperwork. Now listen to me. I've been here, how many years I've been coming down here? Nine? Nine years. Okay, so you all know I'm part of this, right? Now listen to me. Listen to me. You just had a prophetic word this morning over 2019. You just had a prophetic word over 2020, 2020. It's no coincidence that you're putting windows in this place it's prophetic it's a whole new season windows of heaven are opened up over this place listen to me listen to me listen to me put together a prophetic seed to seal don't don't play with this look i'm in this thing with y'all i come down here I come down here and give you 100% of what God has gifted me with. I don't sit there and, and, and just come in here and excite you and then scoot out. I'm with you. But for this to happen, there has to be a reciprocation. You're taught this, I know. And I didn't say nothing this morning. I didn't say nothing this morning. See, I can tell, I can tell, I just know, don't ask me how, I know, but if you're going to seal this thing, 2019 and 2020, I want you to think about what you're doing, ask God, husbands and wives talk to each other, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't I don't draw back from this I know how the system works 
See, I know what's on me. I know what God said to release here. I haven't released this back home. Are we still online? Huh? Where's the camera at? Faith Victory Church, get a seed ready. You just heard 2020. Get, get a seed ready to seal this thing so that the enemy don't steal it. And I come against any frustration that you may be encountered with in the name of Jesus. And I decree that it ends tomorrow. Set yourself, stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Get your seed ready. Now, you all understand how this works. See, this kind of revelation doesn't come from Bible college. This kind of revelation doesn't come from a seminary. This kind of revelation comes, folks, I don't do nothing but this. This is my life. This is what I do. I don't, I don't do other things. This is it. See? But I know how the system works. I know how God took us and have us give everything away 30 years ago and has made us rich today. But me and Mom Alberta, we're not stopping here. We continue to sow in the prophetic voices that God has over our lives. Are you following this? So get your seed ready. Get your seed ready. Don't, 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 don't tickle this thing. Because I've been to churches that tickled it, and God told me, don't go back. Now that's never happened here. See? And I want to pray over your seed. I want to prophesy over your seed. Who's he think he is coming in our church and taking up an offering like that? My goodness. See, when you know who you are, and you know how the system works, and you know the leadership of the church. Twenty nineteen, the year of visitation. Year twenty twenty, vision and manifestation. We're pulling it into 2018. I'm glad I came tonight. I done got hungry. got your seed ready come up and put it up here on the pulpit pulpit 
Put it on the pulpit. Kentucky, small town. St. Pete is huge to me. And uh, Pastor Jonathan has to teach me all these updated things. Like you pull into a parking spot and he gets his phone out. And, what are you doing? You were supposed to put quarters in there. Uh, no, no, no. Right? And then we're sitting in the restaurant, and Pastor Kim's coming. What are you doing? I'm getting her parking spot. And then he just comes up, hands me this, shows me a C. I just sent you this. Well, all right. I got, I got money being sent me electronically. I don't know, I don't know how to get a hold of it. I, am I telling the truth? I showed Mama Alberta the other day. I said I got this right here. She said, "How you spend?" It? I said, "I don't know." I'm just, I'm just saving it up. I'm, <laughs> Pastor Kim says she showed me how to spend it. <laughs> I feel y'all's heart where your treasure is there will your heart be also I feel your heart see and this, this that's what pleases God when you feel my heart as I'm ministering out from my heart and then you respond back with your heart it touches the heart of God you understand that see 
Father, I lay my hands, these debt-free, rich hands, on all of this seed that seals within God's people. These prophetic years, I speak visitations. I speak divine encounters with your spirit. And Lord, vision that you've given people will come into full array in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, whatever the battle, they set themselves. They stand and they see the salvation of the Lord. I prophesy vehicles. I prophesy houses. I prophesy employment. I curse debt in the name of Jesus. I come against mortgages, credit cards, car payments, student loans, personal loans. In Jesus' name, I break its power in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for a river of prosperity. Lord, you said that Pastor Jonathan and Kim had entered into their prime. And I speak, Lord God, that this is prime property. It's prime time for these people at Exceeding Grace Christian Center. And I prophesy over all those that are watching by internet over Faith Victory Church in Jesus' name that 2019, 2020, we pull it into the now. In Jesus' mighty name, so be it. Amen. Thank you for letting me celebrate with you on your celebration time. I'm going to go write songs. We're staying in the top floor of the residence inn overlooking the ocean. It's nice, isn't it? It's nice. Real nice. And uh, Thursday morning, uh, we'll be going to Daytona to be with the McNulty's uh, as they are launching uh, tents into every state in the United States. They already got a hundred tents in Russia. Totally impossible. God told them to bring it to the United States and they want the RVN band to be under that first tent. It's one of the things Dr. Elaine prophesied when she pulled me up on that stage, I see you under a tent. See? So they want the RVN band in Daytona Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night to do an outreach concert each night. Amen? So pray pray for us. Amen? Uh, thank you for all that you do. Amen. We love your pastors. And and uh, we just enjoy coming here. And 
it's 10 o'clock and I'm hungry. So, hasta la vista, baby. Adios. Come on, get up and give God a praise.